Good morning. Good morning. Well, good to see everyone here this morning. See, we have visitors, and uh, want you to feel like you're at home. You're part of the family. Uh, not much in the way of announcements this morning. There will be no Bible study this evening, Mother's Day, and uh, people are coming in or people are leaving town, so we'll uh, we'll just postpone the Bible study until next week. Um, it's about all we hear. If uh, if anybody missed getting a uh, communion set back at the back, well, uh, be sure you uh, you get that or uh, Phil, where'd Phil go? There you are. What a, make sure everybody's in good shape. Hey, you're way ahead of me. Nothing unusual about that either. Ah, anything going on that you know about, Mitch, that we need to be aware of? Uh, no, just happy Mother's Day. That. <laughs> right. We'll have a little something special for the mothers before we go home uh, this morning. We're going to open the service this morning. No, we're not. We're going to have birthdays. Anybody have a birthday this week or next week? David has one? Sing loud. He's out working a jigsaw puzzle. Bob? Right. Bob Carpenter. Yeah, Cartwright. Anybody else? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. Anniversaries. Anybody celebrating an anniversary this week? Not. Okay. Then let's turn to uh, responsive reading, number 679. We're opening with that this morning instead of a, uh, instead of a hymn. Because we don't do enough responsive readings, I'll read the uh, the light shaded uh, lines, and y'all repeat the uh, the dark ones. A wife of noble character, who can who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships, bringing her food from afar. She gives up while it is still dark. She provides food for her family and portions for her servant girls. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate, where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. 
and supplies the merchants with with sashes. She speaks with wisdom, and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Amen. Indeed she is. Go all the way back to the front of the book, dude. hymn number two. This uh, hymn was requested last week, and uh, we're doing it this morning. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Let's stand and sing. Will you lead us in prayer, please? Father God, we are so blessed. Lord, we thank you so much that 
You loved us so much that you went to the cross and died to pay a debt that we could not pay to give us the gift of eternal life which we could never earn. And Lord, our mothers played a great part in bringing us up to know who you are, to love you, to serve you. So we ask a special blessing on our mothers, whether they're here or in heaven. Bless them, Lord, and bless us, and let everything that is done here today bring glory and honor to your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. Our communion hymn this morning is number 257, Near the Cross.
as our meditation this morning. Happy Mother's Day. Mother's Day is a special day set apart for remembering our mothers and calling to mind all that they have done for us, all that they mean to us, and who we are because of them. Our mothers were an instrument in God's hand to bring us into this world. God knit us together in our mother's womb, and he placed us into her arms at birth. What a joy and blessing it is for a mother to cradle her newborn child for the first time at birth, and then to hold her child's hand throughout life. That's how God intended it to be. Mothers, and fathers too, are a gift from God to the child. Just as much as a child is a gift from God, given to the mother and the father. Remembering our mothers is important, and how we remember them is crucial to a loving relationship that honors God. We are told to take every thought captive for Jesus, which tells us that how we remember is an active and willful choice, and God expects us to exercise a thought life that glorifies him. How we remember will influence our thoughts words, and actions, and will direct the relationships in our lives. There's no perfect mother, and there's no perfect child. All relationships need good forgivers, ready to give grace to each other. As Christians, we are to love without conditions and with a heart of unselfish desire. We are to give all that we have because in Christ, we already have all that we need. There's a saying that our glass is either half empty or half full. This is meant to illustrate how we choose to live life. Do we remember what we should forget? And forget what we should remember? We know that in God's grace, our sins are cast into the sea of his forgotten memory, never to be remembered or charged against us. We are to do the same. We are not to keep a record of wrongs, but rather to love with the sacrificial love that reflects the love of Jesus. Honor God by honoring your mother in your mind and with your actions, and the love that God has given you will pour forth in love for others. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the blessing of family and for many gifts you give us through our families. Today we thank you for mothers. Thank you for those who gave birth to us and raised us. Thank you for their sacrifices, patience, and love. Thank you for the ways our mothers helped us to see some of your love through their lives. Amen.
when Jesus and his disciples were gathered in the upper room for the Passover meal. Jesus took bread, blessed it, passed it among them, saying, This is my body, broken for you. And likewise the cup, after they had eaten, Jesus took it, giving thanks, passed it among them, saying, This is the New Testament in my blood, poured out for the remission of sins. As often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me until we meet again. Drink of it, all of you. Let's stand for the doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings Four fourteen. As we continue our praise and our worship this morning, have thine own way, Lord. Wounded and weak. 
seated. Brother Wayne Morris has our special this morning. Happy Mommy's Day. There are some things I may not know There are some places I can't go But I am sure of this one thing That God is real For I can feel Him deep within my God is real, He's real in my soul. My God is real, for He has washed and made me whole. His love for me is like a gold. My God is real, for I can feel Him in my soul. Some folk may doubt, some folk may scorn, all can go on and leave me alone. But as for me, I'll take God's part, and God is real, for I can feel Him in my heart. Yes, my God is real, He's real in my soul. My God is real, for He had washed and made me whole. His love for me is like pure gold. My God is real, for I can feel Him in my soul I cannot tell Just how you felt When Jesus took your sins away But since that day Yes, since that hour God has been real for I can feel His holy power. Yes, my God is real. He's real in my soul. My God is real, for He had washed and made me whole. His love for me is like your gold. My God is real, for I can feel Him in my soul. My God is real, for I can feel Him in my soul. Thank you.
Today's reading is from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 1 through 7. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, in keeping with the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my dear son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve, as my ancestors did, with a clear and conscious. As night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. Recalling your tears, I long to see you, so that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Louise and her mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying of hands. From the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Amen. Thank you, brother. Good morning. morning. Isn't it great to be in the house of the Lord? Brother Wayne, that was awesome. (laughs) <laughs> Whew. Spirit's moving already. Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, you've already heard it, but happy Mother's Day. <clears throat> you know, I got this message here, the importance of mothers and grandmothers. And uh, I was about ready after the devotion was given this morning to say, If you have a need, just mind the Lord. (laughs) Glory. Well, we read the scripture, and uh, especially there in verse 5, where it talks about the grandmother and the mother of Timothy. He said, I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is also in you. Our families are under attack today. Culture has redefined what constitutes a family. In the process, there is a redefinition of what is a mother. And going further on just recently, they don't even want to call a woman a mother anymore. That is sad, but it is an attack from the enemy. The Bible gives some timeless principles that can help us as mothers and fathers to create an atmosphere of family. First, mothers share the promise of life. I know my mother did. And I know that most of you here did too. This first verse teaches us that Paul is an apostle of Jesus Christ. He is doing this according to the will of God the Father in connection to the promise of life, referring to the spiritual life of those who accept Christ as their Savior. Timothy has this life because of his heritage in Christ, not because of his grandmother and mother accepted Christ for him. But because of their faith, they taught him what 
it means to believe. You know, my mom, I can remember, even when I was little, I can remember my mom, she would be walking around sometimes and her lips moving and there would be a little bit of sound coming out, but I had no idea what she was saying or who she was saying it to. I thought she had done lost her mind. Here she was walking around talking, and I'm like, Mom, who are you talking to? God. Oh, okay. I said, I don't see him. <laughs> she said, I don't either, but he's there. That was enough for me. Mom said so. <laughs> Second, mothers have beloved children. Paul considered Timothy his dearly beloved son. He was his spiritual mentor, spiritual father, leading people to Christ spiritually. Mentoring others makes them our children in the Lord. The responsibility is awesome. Paul wishes grace. And that is, if you wonder what grace means, it's getting what we don't deserve and mercy which means we're not getting what we do deserve, (laughs) and peace, that is contentment in the midst of a storm, and he wishes all that to Timothy. We should wish this on all of our children and spiritual children as well. Third, mothers help foster a pure conscience. I remember one time, that mom and I and my aunt Irene and my cousin Dale, we all walked to the local store there, the IGA in Henryville. We walked, go down the hill. We went in, and I asked mom if I could have a candy bar. No. So while they weren't looking, I grabbed that and stuck it in my pocket. And being the intelligent child that I was on the way home, I started eating it. <laughs> and mom said, where'd you get that? Uh, I got it at the store. Who paid for it? Uh, <laughs> nobody. So I had to go back in, apologize, and pay for it. And the lady there wanted to call the police, but fortunately that didn't happen, but... That was a hard lesson. (laughs) Gave me a better conscience. (laughs) Paul continues his introduction saying that he serves with a pure conscience as his forefathers did. As a Jew, he was taught the word of God. He met Christ on the Damascus road and learned better how to serve the Lord. Part of his pure conscience is also from his life of prayer, as he mentions in regards to Timothy here. Paul prayed for Timothy day and night. A great example for us as parents to pray for our children continually. And I would say that carries on to our grandchildren as well. Uh, You know, we've all had times when we had a a child or a grandchild that was in trouble of some kind. It could be a sickness, could be, uh, you know, that they got in trouble of some kind. And at that point, 
prayer became a very important thing for that child or grandchild, didn't it? And we did pray night and day. I've had nights where I was awake three or four in the morning praying because I knew that it was needed. I've had times when God wakes me up at three or four in the morning and he don't tell me what to pray for. He just says pray. So I start praying. And when I hit the right person, then I can go back to sleep. So prayer is important. Very important. Fourth, mothers need to be filled with joy. It helps when your children behave, right? (laughs) Timothy's mother... His grandmother and father and the Lord want to see how he is doing in the Lord. They would be filled with joy at news that he is continuing to mature in his faith. Now, I want to make a point right here that I think is something that in some households and in some churches is missing today. We have a goal as parents, as as Christians, to get people to accept Christ as their Lord and Savior, right? That's a good thing. But often, after that happens, we don't, we don't mentor them. We don't do anything else with them. We let them go from that point. They're in, right? That's all we got to do. No, we need to nurture them. We need to help them to learn the Scripture. We need to help them to learn how to handle situations that they're going to face. Difficult times comes and if you haven't been taught how to trust in the Lord to get through that as he said earlier that God is with us during the storm he doesn't always make the storm go away right but he is with us through the storm amen so we can endure anything because I can do all things through Christ who thank you Jesus (laughs) number five Mothers need to demonstrate unfeigned faith. Paul calls to remembrance Timothy's background in the faith. Paul points out Timothy's mother and grandmother as genuine, faithful believers. They trusted Christ fully. Many wives here in our church have that kind of faith in the Lord, taking things to the Lord in prayer, living each day, serving the Lord with a smile. Service with a smile. This is the type of parent and grandparent Lois and Eunice were. We need to reflect this lifestyle to our physical and spiritual children and grandchildren. You know, you think about sometimes when we as Christians or when we come across certain people who are Christians, and they walk around. Well, are you happy in Jesus? Yes. (laughs) Really? Somebody needs to inform your face. (laughs) Uh, You know, we really need to set that example that we can be happy in Christ. We don't have to let our problems be what dictates our mood because Christ is there. We have to remember our circumstances are not in control. He is. Amen. Amen. Number six, mothers need to encourage the gift of God in their children. Children have spiritual gifts, at least one, given to them when they accept 
Christ as their Savior. Paul reminds or reignites Timothy's memory regarding his gift. He wants Timothy to be on fire for the Lord. Are we reminding our children and grandchildren of their spiritual gifts from the Lord? You know, we often can see in our children things that other people might not see. We pick up on what they are drawn to, what they're interested in, what kinds of, of things that they are interested in. If they have a gift of, 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 of just being happy and cheering people up, that's a gift from God. If they have a gift of singing, playing an instrument, all the above, <laughs> many, many more things. And we can see those things more often than others can while our children are growing up. And as we see that, we need to encourage it. You know, I can remember times when some of my kids were singing when they were little, and I told them to shut up. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Oh, well. (laughs) Number seven, mothers should banish the spirit of fear. Paul reminds Timothy that God has not given him a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. God has given the pastors power to preach and teach. The word for power in the Greek gives us our word for dynamite, dunamis, dunamis. And that's where we get our word dynamite. So we can say, you know, God is dynamite. (laughs) The word of God can blow up all false beliefs and teaching. Amen. The word used for love here is agape. This is God's love to us when he gave us his son to die on the cross for our sins. This third word here is translated sound mind, which speaks of a disciplined life. God wants us to have our thinking guided by the word of God. Timothy was taught the word of God by his mother and grandmother. We need to continue to teach our physical and spiritual children and grandchildren the word of God. You know, I can remember when I was little that on Sundays we'd go to church and then after we, church was over we'd come home and we had, uh, we had a, a front room that the door was mostly closed all the time, had all the nice furniture and, you know, it was like a parlor. It had everything in there. When we had guests, that's where they went. And all the best came out for them. But on Sundays after church, we would go into the front room. And we would all sit down and my dad would read from the scripture and then teach from it. Now later in life, that stopped. I never understood why, but it did. But I do remember that. And that was helpful on my journey to where I am today. So in wrapping this up, praise the Lord for all the faithful women and wives here amongst us today. You know, to our service members and to the police force, we always say thank you for your service. Well, ladies, thank you for your service because it is a service. You put on your uniform every morning. It's called mom's clothes. (laughs) 
and get to work. <laughs> yeah, armor too. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that's needed as well. If you have, if you have a hard-headed husband, Leroy. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> uh, so, you know, like Paul, we recognize your spiritual heritage, the children you have raised in the Lord. And I would like to both encourage and challenge you today to continue fulfilling this high calling because it is the highest, the highest calling there is. Know that our church members and staff are behind you, and today we are glad to praise the Lord in recognition of our mothers. I hope that all of our mothers that are here today will be blessed all day long, that your children will all gather around you, and that you will be able to be surrounded by the love that you created. Now you think about what I'm saying. You created it, right? You really did. So I want you mothers to know God loves you and I love you. Happy Mother's Day. Brother Buff. Our invitation, are we on? Invitation hymn this morning is uh, number 427. I have decided to follow Jesus. Let's stand and sing. Thank you. Amen. You may be seated. <laughs> 